The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to the last episode of Gray Hat Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to discuss the balance of ranking optimization and risking your domain's reputation. Joining us again for Gray Hat SEO Week is Joe Sinkowitz, who is the principal at Digital Heretics, which is a brand reputation management agency. And he's also the owner of the Advanced Search Summit and a co-founder and CEO of Intellifluence, which is a SaaS tool that helps brands discover the right influencers for the right products to pitch them and get honest reviews that turn into content and sales. And today we're going to wrap up Gray Hat SEO Week by Joe talking to us about some of the penalties that he's seen for gray and black hat SEO practices. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's the end of Gray Hat SEO Week with Joe Sinkwitz, Principal at Digital Heretics. Joe, happy Friday and welcome back to the last episode of Gray Hat SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's talk penalties. We've covered a ton of ground and we're going to get just into that. The takeaway for me for the entire week is there's lots of ways that you can use sort of the big buckets that people consider to be Gray Hat SEO, whether it's buying links there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, your content strategy and keyword stuffing, and even using personalization, which some people might consider cloaking. At the end of the day, the line is moving constantly. So what have you seen be the penalties for gray hat SEO tactics? What is definitely a black tactic? And how do you avoid getting yourself into trouble? And what can you do if you do get in trouble? Wow. So that's a lot of questions. All That's like six questions in one. Maybe I should take it back. <laughs> no, that's all right. 
Actually, I, I want to start with the penalties themselves. So we used to see it shift where it was very heavy on manual penalties, and it's kind of rolled more into algorithm penalties. The reason that is important is because with a manual penalty, you generally knew about it. You might have a message. You might have a very specific action that's taking place. As Google started to mix in the filters and the specific penalty, you know, pieces of the algorithm into the core algorithm, it's become a lot harder to necessarily say, hey, I think this particular site was hit by this particular penalty on this particular day. And because it becomes harder to do that, fixing it becomes harder. You end up having to spend a longer time in analysis and recovery trying to fix all the things that might have been a problem. The, the worst that happens, pure spam. If your product is pure spam, your domain is dead, burn it, move on. Beyond that, the worst that I had was Penguin 1.0. Because with Penguin 1.0 on April 24th, 2012, the day that I live in infamy within my companies, it basically just torched it. And it torched it for over four years. I mean, we were able to get out with 1.1 by doing a redirect trick. And then we're able to get out again doing a, another type of redirect trick. But ultimately, they caught up. The penalties were passing domains. We just couldn't get out anymore. And it took a long time. Even after the link profiles were cleaned up, they refused to rescind that penalty. With the more algorithmic penalties that have kind of shifted now, like Penguin and Pan are essentially pure algorithmic now, as they're assessed, you end up having to be more scalpel-like. You have to look at it and say, okay, where did this go wrong? So I guess my takeaway here is that there's a couple different types of penalties, right? You can have a manual penalty. If you're marked as spam, you're dead. It's done. There's some manual penalties which are you know, pretty clear when they happen. Hopefully there's some messaging And the algorithmic penalties are the ones which are like the ghost penalty. You just all of a sudden see that your traffic goes down and you don't know why. What do you do when you start to see your traffic decrease, whether it's, you know, manual or an algorithmic penalty? How are you evaluating it and and how do you figure out what the right course of action is? So this actually goes back to the importance, I think, in the first episode we talked about it on monitoring. So if I'm constantly using something like search metrics for visibility, and I see a big drop in visibility, you jump on it. So that's where the analysis starts. Then you start looking into the Google Search Console data, because of course, you're going to want to see, do I have any messages? Do I see that I'm no longer being shown for phrases that I expect to be shown for, yet alone clicks? Do I see fewer clicks, but same amount of impressions? Do I see even more impressions and fewer clicks? Maybe that portends another type of problem. Then I also look into the analytics as well to try to determine whether or not that the traffic patterns have changed, if the source of traffic has changed, and trying to get the, to the root of it that. If I cannot determine that there's any noticeable change in terms of like the traffic I'm getting, other than I'm just getting less of it, then I have to start looking at, okay, let's look at the site itself. Does the site look like that it's grown too much? Does the site look like I have pages that are not supported by external links? Maybe I tripped a line wherein I had a thousand pages, but only 10 of those pages had really good links. Everything else is just kind of essentially orphaned. Well, crap, that kind of goes back to usage signals. It shows that it's maybe not relevant. Maybe I need to go and get more links. If I go and I take a look at the links themselves and I start to see that, okay, I have too much bad stuff. Maybe I tripped a keyword filter. Maybe I just simply tripped a quality filter. There's too many untrusted links coming in. 
then I have to determine, okay, now am I going to go ahead and load these up for like a reconsideration request, put them into a disavow file? Am I going to contact webmasters and make a big show of it for Google and say, here's all the extreme effort I went into to get into your good graces, my liege, you know, bow and scrape the ground. It all starts though with looking at the actual user data that we have that we're collecting because of our analytics. And then from there, taking a look at the site itself and doing so, that's when you start to notice like, was I hacked? Is this whole problem because of a hack? Is it because of someone else's work versus my own incompetence? If it's not my own incompetence, then it goes in that direction. Otherwise, if it's content-related, we could fix it. If it's link-related, we could fix that too. Nothing outside of pure spam is completely permanent. It just becomes an ROI calculation of, am I going to be better off creating something new? Or should I go through this temporary pain to get back to where I once was? So I understand that you know, the first step in evaluating your domain is monitoring and figuring out what actually caused the penalties. You mentioned that if there's a linking problem, you can fix it. If there's a content problem, you could fix it. Walk me through once you understand and have evaluated your site and know what the problem actually is, how do you go about fixing it? Sure. I guess it depends on what the problem actually is. So if it's the case of Panda, there was that simple calculation we talked about a couple of days ago where I look at the totality of the domain and I break it down on a page-level basis of does this page answer a query that's answered somewhere else better? I start tabulating all this in like Excel spreadsheet because I don't use Google Docs. And from there, I can start to say, okay, it looks like I have too many pages that are essentially effectively duplicate content from the consideration of a user's query and expectations. If so, then I need to collapse the site somehow. I'm either going to fold that content into a better page and set up a 301 or real canonical. I'm going to just kill the page and 410 it and remove it from navigation. I might just need to expand the page quite a bit to make it more authoritative. If I look at it and say like, wow, my entire domain is really thin. I need to really drastically create more content for each page. That is a very time-intensive and expensive process. But that's how you could get out of that particular penalty. If it's more link-related, then I'm probably running link research tools. I'm looking to see like, okay, Christoph, what do you have for me today? How much of this is because of extremely low-trust links? And here's the beauty of this. At the time that you got those links, they might have been perfectly fine. But what happens five years later, if those domains got expired, and some you know, nasty gray hat Joe Sinkwitz buys those domains and turns them into a pay-to-learn PBM. Now, all of a sudden, the quality of those links is going to be way lower if they even exist still. And they probably would because I like to retain the history as much as I can. Then all of a sudden, like you're potentially no longer on the right side of this line. You have to go and get those links removed. So you contact the webmaster, try to get it removed, take screenshots of you, their conversations, put it into a disavow file with your reconsideration request. It's not a sexy process and it's not a really difficult process. It's just a really time-consuming process. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? 
Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think the thing that sticks out to me the most about what you said is that there's an evil version of Joe Sinkowitz running around buying domains and repurposing them for payday loans, which brings up a definitely a black hat strategy that we haven't discussed, which is what happens with expired domains. Yeah, there's no getting around it. Like where I have a problem with Google and I started to have this problem about the time Vince rolled through right before Panda, they shifted from a positive a priori perspective to a negative a priori perspective, meaning that all things being considered equal, that at one point in time, they assumed that every domain that they first encountered was benign and positive. That has shifted to now, assuming it's no longer benign, it's possibly negative. That simple philosophical shift has resulted in a situation where you're not in control of all the signals that come into your site. They can be manipulated and they can be manipulated in such a way where it's easier to tank a site than it is to rank a site. That's scary because domains expire. We all went, well, not all of us, but most of us went through this stupid period of time where we just bought a ton of domains. So I know that we've had over 5,000 or so like payday sites for a period of time. We are a very large portfolio there. A lot of those have expired. I don't know who owns them now. I bet a lot of them got picked up. Do they become payday sites again or do they rehab and turn them into dog treat sites? Who knows? Probably payday. But you don't have control over it. Yeah. It's an interesting SEO practice and definitely on the black hat side. But it brings up the point that you know your linking strategy is not constant, right? Some of the domains, mostly if you're using PBNs and some of the more gray hat strategies can come back to bite you. I guess going back to you know how do you fix the problem there's this process of monitoring, of evaluation, and then testing. You know, at some point, you have to go back to Google and say, look, here's what we're doing to try to remedy the problem. And you're going through webmaster tools. And, you know, what's the right process for begging for forgiveness? Uh, yeah, so everyone has a slightly different philosophy when it comes to the reconsideration request. When it is a manual penalty, that's the only time it really matters. Because for algorithmic penalties, they supposedly do not care about the reconsideration request. When you are going through it, and I like to make the work seem more extensive than it might be, even though it's already a big process, simply because I get the sense occasionally that they want to see a level of capitulation. So let's say that you are essentially disavowing a unique linking domain coming into you, but there's seven pages. I might put those seven pages at different points within a disavow file to make the disavow file seem larger instead of just disavowing the domain itself. But in the process, like showing them, here's all the work that I went through. Here's all these screenshots I did. 
I spent 200 hours doing this and writing all these webmasters and begging them to take down this link that I no longer wanted, even though I never paid for it. I'm so sorry to be outside of your graces. I hate to sound facetious uh, talking about this process, but it's, it's not a clean process and it's not a particularly fair process. They want to sit on a throne and then allow you to, you know, move across the ground to get back into their court. Sometimes you're lucky and you are, have a penalty rescinded on the first try. In most of my cases, that has not been the case. And usually we have to go back a couple different times. So they say, well, we still see bad links. Like, well, crap, what now? And so that's where it is handy to have like that LRT style tool for the detox to say, okay, we're going to detox all the really bad stuff first when you go through that process. And they say, nope, not good enough. Say, okay, well, we, we, we took your advice in the heart. We went back through and we, we found this stuff too. So we went through the same process and we worked real hard. We got these removed manually. And then here's the ones we need to dispel for the rest. Thank you for taking the time to look at this. Nope, still not good enough. And then you go through the process again and again and again. I don't like the process, but that is the process for manual stuff. For algorithmic, you can skip the whole reconsideration. You just keep playing with the disavow. I think the big question here is at what point when you are penalized, is it worth you going through that process? Where can you hire a brand reputation firm? And when should you just move on and start thinking about opening and operating another domain? Talk to me about you know how to evaluate how much effort goes into resolving a penalty. I think that is determined right after the analysis, where if you're doing this analysis, you say like, you know what, we have 100,000 links coming in, but it only looks like 10 are bad. We're going to go through the process to get out because what's the cost associated with creating a similar site and getting that level of linkage coming in? It's going to be very, very difficult. So those are the type of variables that come into it. If let's say we have 100,000 links, but 90,000 are bad, we might just be better off saying, okay, we're going to disavow but at the same time, we're going to start a new site. If it's so bad that we know that we're never coming back, just drop all effort on it and start a new one. And uh, I think it happens somewhere along that continuum. But every case is going to be slightly different. Last question for you, Joe. You run Digital Heretics. You run into lots of people that need domain help. What's the most effective thing you can do when you get into trouble, when you think you're being either manually or algorithmically penalized, where do you go to even if you're evaluating whether you're going to be the operator or whether you're going to have somebody else try to fix the problem for you? So what, what I would do is, unfortunately, you're going to need to educate yourself. The SEO industry is very large. There are good actors, there are bad actors. And so you're going to have to do your research to try to determine who's going to be able to do it. There are quality agencies ourselves being one of them that can assist in penalty recovery as well as reputation help when you've done something wrong. The first thing you can do if you've done something wrong is to just stop whatever bad behavior it was and try to apologize. If you're not successful getting back to where you were going through that, then you need to bring in a fixer to start cleaning it up. But you know, it, it takes very little effort to stop whatever the negative activity was if you can determine what it was. Okay. Joe, I appreciate you sharing all your thoughts. You've got a wealth of experience with a lot of brands that have run into some troubles and and helped resolving them. And you're the perfect guest for us to have on Gray Hat SEO Week. I appreciate your time and thanks for being our guest. I was happy to be here. Thanks a lot, Ben. Okay. And that wraps up Gray Hat SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversations with Joe Sinkowitz, principal at Digital Heretics. 
We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Joe, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Cygnus SEO, C-Y-G-N-U-S SEO. Or you can visit his company's website, which is digitalheretics.com, D-I-G-I-T-A-L-H-E-R-E-T-I-X.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Okay, that's it for Gray Hat SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.